on the Newman Jets Audio Network. This is the JetCast, the official podcast of Newman University Athletics, featuring exclusive interviews with coaches, players, administrators, and more. The JetCast podcast is brought to you by South Central Ceiling and Paving, online at scsealing.com. Pepsi, and by Overland Charters, the official transportation provider of Newman University Athletics. Here's the voice of the Jets, Blake Cripps. Welcome back to the JetCast. We're on episode 12, and today we'll be wrapping up the basketball season with both basketball coaches, and we'll be talking to Maureen Rowletter out of the athletic department. We'll start today with the Newman women's basketball team and head coach Darren Spence. Of course, they had a chance to make it to Kansas City, fell short on senior day against Fort Hayes State. So we'll wrap up the season with Coach Spence, and you'll hear from Coach Allen here in a little bit. Coach, uh, obviously I know it's a disappointment to not be getting set for a trip to Kansas City this week. Um, you've only missed two postseasons in eight years at Newman, which is uh, kind of an accomplishment coming in at the time you did with some sanctions and, and all that. So I know you're proud of that record, but uh, it doesn't make this march any easier, does it? No, it really doesn't, especially when you you know when you take a look at, at how we did a year ago and how you know where we were at, what we had built this up to. Um, to be highly successful in the old conference, and then you move to uh, to a new conference, and you got to go through, and you got to learn, and and just get some things figured out, which we did, and and a lot of factors played into it. But yeah, it's just it's frustrating, and and you want to keep improving, and uh, we had signs of improvement this year, and but yet we had some signs of not improving so we, we were right back to the drawing board and away we go well and you know it looked for a long while right there that uh we were going to have another spectacular finish at fugate gymnasium as you guys were right with the tigers all the way in the first quarter and uh, in deep into the second quarter but then the run came 20 to 2 turned into a 28-6 Fort Hayes state run what do you think changed the momentum uh, on the side of the tigers a really bad call by an official, an inexperienced official who gave me my first technical of the year. And so that really changed it. A lot of smart Fort Hayes State basketball fans that just filled up our gym and dominated our gym. The joke was before the game, why should we should go in and tell our kids, hey, let's let's do all we can to keep the crowd out of it <laughs> at a home game. So, yeah, a couple factors that just really went against us, and, and, and we couldn't bounce back from that. And as good as Fort Hayes State is, they took full advantage of it and just kind of closed the door on us. Talking with Darren Spence, wrapping up the Newman women's basketball season, uh, what lessons from the seniors should the underclassmen learn about how to get ready, how to prepare, and uh, and what to take forward out of this experience to next year? Oh, I, I think the, the biggest issue is probably to work harder at your chemistry. Um, a year ago, our chemistry was great, and, and on the court, off the court. This year, we really struggled in some areas with that. Um, so being selfless, you know, giving more to each other, uh, and then and and working harder, doing more, being being disciplined in the work that each player does. Um, you know, when nobody's watching, and we don't have enough time with the NCAA rules to 
to just you know stay on them all the time and with one facility we surely don't have enough time you know to get in the gym here um, so that's a struggle so our kids have to hold each other accountable and they've got to be a lot more disciplined to getting in the gym and doing more work or getting in the weight room and get get more work in and so that's probably the, you know the biggest area where we need to start our growth from right there so this week obviously it'll be a new experience for everybody up in uh, kansas city municipal auditorium for the miaa tournament uh i know you've got some time this week obviously what are your plans for this week do you uh do you think you'll head up there will you watch it uh, you've got other stuff to do i mean obviously i know that uh, you know we're in the office not like you're taking the week off just because you're not playing right we're, we're gonna run up on on thursday and, and just kind of you know, I've been up there a long time ago. I can't even remember when it was, but um, I, you know, I've been to the regionals. I've seen all that, that you know, behind the curtain. And um, I'm going to take my coaches and, and just reward uh, Clarissa and Cameron for all their hard work and and give us another opportunity to learn more about this league. You know, um, to go see the the pageantry and it, it's you know, having been a Division One head coach for eight years, I. I I know what that's all about, and the MIAA is, uh, it functions like a Division One conferences, and so I want my assistants to see um, just what it's like with the bands and the cheer squads, and, and which we really didn't experience that in the Heartland Conference Tournament at all. Um, we were one of the few that had a cheer squad there. You know, nobody brought a band, and but everybody has bands at the MIAA Conference Tournament. If we make it there, when we make it there, we'll be the only one that won't. And so there's a huge uh, step up in, in just atmosphere. And so I just want Clarissa and Cameron to see where we're headed, you know, because we are going to get there. Um, but And just for us to get out of the, get off campus, get out of town, go up there, enjoy basketball. And, and then the other side of it is all just recruiting and, and still recruiting and still recruiting. Talking with Darren Spence on the JetCast, and uh, you've already got the the roster up there on the on the whiteboard for 2021, and so the the class of 2024 already complete for you. Uh, so I guess that means that uh, start time to start working on class of 2025. Yeah, it's uh, it's a never ending process, and, and you know what I found out that you know in recruiting the kids that we need to get better, the you're in line with other conference schools and as we've talked about many times that we're coaching against several kids that we have built relationships with and recruited and spent time with and so we were fortunate in the 21 group that um you know with with the three kansas kids with sydney ellis uh, sydney nellis i'm sorry <laughs> sydney nellis and uh, gabby posh and elise kaiser that they saw where we were headed they you know um, they didn't get caught up in well. Your gym is only this size, you know. They they really bought into our our relationship and where we were headed, and just an immediate need for them. Now, uh, Sydney's going to have to step in and play right away, you know, being a point guard, and uh, probably should be the player of the year in their their conference this year. Will be an all state player. Yeah. Um, and of course, Elise Kaiser's been an all state player at that level. Um, Gabby is. Uh, you know, a good shooter just played on a, a struggling high school team, but had had a little more success this year. So all three of those just saw what we were about and who we were. And so um, maybe now as we get into signing the, the senior class of 21, 
uh, more of them will see, you know, and, and not just get caught up in all the, the bigger MIAA stuff. But, you know, we, we, we stay on our recruiting. Then, then after spring break, we'll start back in, in our spring workouts. And uh, we're going to hold our returning players' feet to the fire. Um, I, I'm making them do a, a term paper project. A term paper project. And they looked at me like I was crazy. And I said, well, (laughs) if you want to be in this program, this is how it's going to be. They're going to show ownership in what they did and didn't do this year. Um, Then they're going to lay out a plan for the next six weeks of spring, nutrition, strength work, basketball work, uh, mental toughness work, because that's the huge hot-button thing nowadays, mental stuff. Um, And so we're going to – dive into that and they're going to make their plan and I want the accountability all on them and because I, I always think the player-led program is, is is a much better way to go so we'll see uh, getting back to recruiting real quick you've you've made it no no secret that you are trying to recruit the MIAA footprint now which obviously is Kansas Missouri, which you got had Missouri kids come in, still got one in your program. Uh, got Kansas kids in your program. Uh, Nebraska, which you've recruited in the past with Sierra Jaden, and uh, also uh, Oklahoma. You have an, a more Oklahoma guard coming in as well next year with uh, Ashanti. Right, exactly, and that's you know it, it's when you look at the MIAA uh, women's basketball programs. In fact, uh, uh, Joe and Zane and I talked about this just just the other morning. You you see a big difference in the women's side versus the men's side, whereas the the women's side has more regional players. So the gyms are packed, and then a lot of them leave after the women's game. And, you know, we'd go on the road, and we would have a good following with our area kids for our games on road games. And then the men's game would start, and there would be nobody back behind our men's team's bench. So, you know, I thought that'd be really, really hard for the guys. And so now the better guys' teams have – you know, have do have done it right, and so as we continue to get more area kids, that's just going to help build our fan base. So when we play at home, the other team can't bring that many people. They can't get in if they get there early. You know, and, and we can start just taking control of our own facility. But yeah, the you know the area kids are here. They're good enough. Um, it's just us getting back in touch, letting them know who we are, what you know, what we're all about. And then we're going to get back in touch with, you know, we had such a good run with our Texas kids here because we played in Texas. But so so my guys down there said, hey, they these kids want to play in the best Division II conference in the country. They'll come back up there. So, uh, you know, we're going to reopen that door as well because there's a lot of kids down there. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hartley Conference Freshman of the Year was down in Texas. Let's not forget about her. Um, you've mentioned, you know, the, the meetings that you've had. And one of the biggest things that you've talked about consistently was the need to upgrade or change or modify whatever word you want to use. I'm sure you probably haven't decided exactly what you're going to do yet, but the strength and conditioning program for the off season. Uh, where are you on that? And, and meeting with Coach Blackburn, I know you want him to be a, a part of that as well. Yeah, we that's ongoing, you know, and it's something that I I really believe in. I I sacrifice our actual on court time for more time in the weight room because I know the the pounding that a season takes and 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 um, we're at a disadvantage because we don't have our players here doing summer classes for at least, you know, a 3 4 week session and so 
they're not able to to get in there and work with with in our strength work, our weight room um and so it's like we're starting over every fall and yes they do some things at home but unless they really hold themselves accountable and or if it, unless they have families or somebody back home that gets them out of bed and to the gyms and all that the human nature sets in and, and i really think on the negative side that's our kids did not do what they were supposed to last summer and they know it it's it's been talked about and so it really put us back especially with the injuries that we had and the surgeries that we had last spring so to be able to have them here for a while would really be beneficial but yeah the, the strength work has got to be increased you know strider and i talk like he's sitting on our bench during games and i'd say look say and he yeah, i got you so um there's that part of it then there's also we're trying to invent the uh the shot where you can inject a little more a little more fighting kids you know <laughs> um so that's another part of it as well sure. and but but i but i do think it, as a player when you're putting in that time on your own it means more to you and we're we're playing against kids that do that and and they're not all perfect at all those other schools they have their moments they you know they're they're young girls they want to go to the lakes and to the beaches and hang out and do all that good stuff too which i'm not against that but to be focused and driven to be a better athlete and to be a stronger have a stronger athletic body that's kind of where we're at and our kids see it you know they they're we have smart kids we have those open discussions about what we just went through and we'll keep uh, talking about it through the spring but our kids have got to have a really good spring here before they go home and then the summertime is is got to be another step up for them so when they get here in the fall we can we can get going i know all these postseason meetings that you have and you have meetings with the players ever after every season sounds like a term paper is going to be due this year but i know one big meeting that you had uh, here very recently was uh to give mrs spence a happy birthday and uh, how was that for for you and for her oh yeah my mom she uh she's a pistol she's she's fine we had a good day you know she she forgets how old she is now Sele <laughs> selective memory but uh yeah it's it's good that you know i'm i'm able to spend time with her and see her and uh, she just kind of hangs out and doesn't do a whole lot but uh that's okay she had a you know she's 80 now and um she's she's uh she's a trooper she's hanging in there well, the final question for you: uh, When do you get some some time off? I know that uh, you like to play a little golf in the summer, and uh, the weather's certainly getting to be more more like that. So, uh, when do you get some time to, to recharge your batteries? Oh, it's it's coming. You know, we've got to take care of our, our our team and our players, and and I never have a problem finding my way to to the golf course <laughs> or you know back to the weight room like I need to, and, and my longer walks when this when the weather gets. Uh, gets uh, better, you know, and, and uh, Coach Crum and I, we do a lot of problem solving when we go on our long walks and, and the sun's fine. We end up way down by the river and we, you know, 10 miles later, you know, we're like, okay, let's go back. Because <laughs> we got to go back. Yeah, we just, but, you know, you got to get out of these, these small offices and you got to, you know, there's no windows and <laughs> you got to get out and have the fresh air and, and enjoy what you're doing. And, and we do. Um, I, I, my golf clubs are in a corner. 
they're in the travel bag. I got them there, so it's it's gone from storage to the out in the open. They're ready to go. Next, it's out of the bag, and then you know we'll we'll get there. But the, the time will come. But right now, it's just uh, still trying to you know put the finishing touches on this year, and then make our plans uh, to get our kids excited to to take a step forward. Uh, well, I know I talked about this on the our final post game um but what we do and what i do is not possible without your support and without coach crumb's support and and obviously coach allen's as well with coach dupree so thanks again for all the time this year uh, enjoy the vacation from me and uh we'll, we'll see you here next uh next november or so yeah it'll get here you know and i i've heard something about you then uh, um that you're the like one of the biggest snores everywhere in the hotel room, this is so, coach yeah. so it's in it's i've been told it's inconsistent but when it happens yeah. uh it can be bad yeah so he uh, cameron got to experience that this year <laughs> so we, we got yeah. a good laugh about that but yeah it's you know we appreciate what what you've done for us and it helps bring our brand and you know out to the public and uh, you know, next year moving forward, we just need we need some more people to come jump on board and fill the gym and, and really experience some really good Division Two basketball. Coach, I appreciate it. Thanks so much. We'll be back with R.J. Allen wrapping up men's basketball right after this. Paul Sanagorski led the Newman University Jets baseball program from 1978 to 2000, winning a school record 766 games and led the Jets to the 1983 NAIA World Series. On April 18th, when the Jets take on MIAA foe Pittsburgh State, it will be Paul Sanagorski Day at McCarthy Field. First pitch is set for 3 p.m. with a short ceremony before the game to honor coach and his retired number 11. Come out to McCarthy Field on Newman University's campus on April 18th to honor number 11. For more information, you can go to newmanjets.com slash 11. As you know, the Jets men's basketball team also wrapping up their season senior day against Fort Hayes State and to uh, finalize and kind of put the 2019-2020 season uh, to, to bed for the year. We've got the men's coach, RJ Allen, with us as well. Coach, when you have a season like that, that was so close to being so different and so many injuries is does this and i'm not trying to suggest that there's a right answer or a preferred answer but does a season like that make you want to get back to the fire and just get back to work or does it make you want to go on you know some trip to hawaii for a week i think a little bit of both um you know you you your your mind is constantly racing once you get to this point you're trying to figure out okay and where do we what, what do we have to do differently where do we where do we need to get better and that's what kind of fuels you to get going like all right I'm ready to go right now today to to fix you know some of the areas that we feel like we need to fix and then and then once you take a step from that and emotions start to you know uh calm down then you 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 kind of feel the exhaustion of the season and, and I apologize I'm a little sick today um you know, under the weather, just, just, uh, but that, that type of stuff, when you know your, your body and, and, and mentally, you do need to take a step back. And Coach Potter was really good about that. I talked to him the other day, um, just telling me, hey, you need to take some time off and, and rest and, and, and get better and take care of yourself. 
So it's an important time of the year for that. Absolutely. Well, going back to Fort Hayes State, we didn't talk much in post-game. It was a one-point game with about two and a half minutes left before everything happened. What were you most pleased with uh, in the game? And uh, it would have been nice to see the two teams kind of decided down the stretch. What what were you most happy about with the way that your team played? Yeah, I thought I thought we battled back. I, I thought like it, it was two minutes to go, two oh nine, something like that. It was a one point game and you know, we had kinda we had kinda answered, you know, the runs that they had made early on. Uh, we were trying to make some adjustments. Uh they did a good job of putting us in some high ball screens, which makes it tough for Caleb Allison to be a factor because that's a, just a coverage that he struggles with. And, uh, you know, hats off to them. They, they do a terrific job. So they, they, they attacked us well, but our guys were able to, to make the adjustment. Something that I kind of feel like we struggle with this year is when we, when we try to make those in-game adjustments and those guys being able to process that adjustment. I felt like this game this year was the best we executed an adjustment in-game adjustment the entire season. And, and we were able to get some stops, and it gave us a chance, gave us an opportunity. And then, you know, what happens happens towards towards the end. But I don't um, know if I've ever seen eight free throws awarded <laughs> on one play. Yeah, that's just, uh, you know, it's just one of those plays, man. It just – it could go either way. Um, you know, I, I thought Sean was trying to make a play, and, and uh, you know, they obviously saw something that warranted – um, you know, uh, a F2, and that's a part of it, and you move on from there and, and um, you know, just try to, try to you know, get better from it. Now, how much do you regret that Marshawn Blackman never got and will never get his, his senior curtain call, um, you know, with the, the way that he's played these last two years? And uh, I thought that was a uh, pretty bad move by the officials to not know the situation, and they, they took that, uh, took that mo- special moment away from him and his family. Yeah, you know, it's it's um, you know it's unfortunate for sure. Uh, you know, I, I, in a perfect scenario, like that's that's exactly what you want to happen um, for a kid that has done so much for our program and, and what people don't really get to see. Like they see Marshawn, the competitor, like when he's out there on the floor and he's going back and forth and and he's competing at a high level, like all these kids do. They don't get to see the side of Marshawn, who he is off the floor, and how how genuine of a person. He's one of the nicest kids that we've we've been able to coach here, and he had a heck of a career. So yeah, that's a little frustrating, uh, you know. But that's 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 a part of life. Sometimes it doesn't always go the way you want it to go, and you know, for us, you just you just have to respond and and uh, you know move on. Yeah, and you know, I don't know if you knew this, but after he got done, and you know. Went back to the shower, got his travel suit on. He actually came up to me and Bernie after the game and thanked us for you know for what we did. And I, my immediate reaction was to say you know that I was mad about that he didn't get his curtain call. But what I should have said is you know we're the ones who are appreciative because we got to call your games. You know we we you gave us you know all these great memories and moments. So it's really uh, really us that should have been thanking him. No, that's just who he is. That's like that's just the type of kid he is to 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 you know have have the night end the way it did you know for him unfortunately but just to be um you know the type of person that's appreciative of of what you guys do and and the support that you give our program you know just to see a young man recognize that i think 
you know, in, in our age, what we're constantly trying to teach is, is to have a sense of appreciation, you know, and, and to say thank you and to be there and, and acknowledge those people that do support you. So to hear that and, and that he, he uh, you know, had, had the wanted to make sure you guys knew that he was appreciative of you guys covering our team this year um, means a lot and it's just it just that's who he is oh, yeah absolutely and knowing getting to know him on the road and we, I want to talk about the other seniors too we're talking with RJ Allen wrapping up the men's basketball season here on the JetCast episode 12 but um, I did want to go back one more question to him because um, I know that uh I, mean, I gotta believe that somebody out there is gonna want uh, want him to keep playing uh, and make a make a little money doing that. Uh, what's that process like on your side? Is that something that you assist the player with? Um, I know you've got players. I believe Ben Air is playing professionally, and you've had others as well, like Kevin Bryant. Um, so what's that? What's that process like? People at the Division One level, it's pretty obvious. They know how that works when you go to the NBA. I'm not sure if the, the casual sports fan really knows how that transition or jump works from D2 to professional. Um, what's it look like on your end? You know, for us, we just we try to assist Marshawn in any way or any any of our kids that, that want to pursue and have a legitimate opportunity to do so. Uh, we, we try to assist in any way possible. Um, you know, in, in the past, you know, a lot of the guys will have you know, we'll find representation uh, to help them, uh, you know, find a find a spot, find a job, find an opportunity. And we kind of, you know, always are involved in that process um, from them finding representation to them, you know, finding a job, whether that's talking to a club, talking to a GM, um, you know, to kind of help them get an opportunity to go continue on or, or, or fulfill that dream. So we're, we're very much involved. Um, we, we try to help as much as we can or, or as much as they want us to. And, and a lot of times in the past with, with Kevin Bryan and, and Ben and Tim and those guys, we, we've been able to, to have, have a little bit of um, say and, and some help of those guys making the best decision for themselves. Other seniors, I know Anthony Harvey Jr. and uh, was here, four-year guy, and uh, you know one of the last guys that uh, played for Coach Potter on your roster. And I know that you'll miss his energy. And, uh, and the other two guys, Kalen Johnson and uh, Juwan Davenport, had a little bit more of a bumpy, winding road in their career. Uh, but uh, at the end of the day, uh, especially Juwan with two years, and, and obviously last year he played so well. But they both come in and uh, and gave you great minutes. Um, you know, what are you what are your thoughts about those guys as they uh, check in the equipment? Uh, just just appreciative of of all three of them. You know, Ant Anthony had been here for four years and you know brought it every day. Positive energy. Um, positive person, positive outlook, and and I'm appreciative of that. And Jawan, and and KJ, you know those guys. You know Jawan. The, the one thing about him, he's grown so much as an individual, and that's what you. Again, I talk about Marshawn a little bit, but that's what people don't necessarily get to see is how much a kid develops and grows, and you see him mature, and you see. Um, you know, when he's when he comes on campus the first time, what are his priorities to his senior year? What are his priorities when they're talking about uh, graduation and internships and finding a job and, 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 and moving on in life? And 
that's really cool to see. And he's grown so much. And, and our relationship has developed over the last two years. And it will continue on. But I'm just uh, proud of him and, and, and Kalen in the same way. Just didn't get to spend as much time with him. But he was a young man that's a really quiet kid. Doesn't say too much. But he just came and showed up every single day and did everything you asked him. And he tried to do it to the best of his abilities. And I have nothing but respect for, for, for a kid that just comes in and, and does his job and and moves on. RJ Allen is my guest, wrapping up men's basketball. Uh, let's get another quick update on DeAndre Johnson. How's how's he doing? I know he's a big, big, big part of the part of the plans for for next year. Yeah, we we miss DeAndre a lot. Uh, hopefully, hopefully uh, he goes for a, a checkup on Thursday. Oh wow! Uh, okay, and that will kind of see you know if he can. Um, does he go to one crutch? Does he go no crutch? Uh, can he walk? Like where we're at with that in the game plan because he's still home in, in Austin because he's been not able to bear weight on that leg as, as it heals. Hopefully we get, you know, a good outcome. They say, hey, you know, you can you can walk around and getting getting back to Wichita so that we can see him and, and uh, you know, show him some support on our end and, and uh, get – get him going so we look forward to you know finding how that checkup goes yeah i know that uh, obviously recruiting is something that is going on 52 weeks out of the year or maybe 51 and a half you know and i'm sure you, hopefully you get a couple of days off um how far along are you for recruiting for next season and uh, the season after that i know coach spence has his class done for this year but he's already working and uh, i know that you've probably got some pieces dad and uh no you probably can't get specific so don't get yourself in hot water with uh Mo- maureen Rowletter compliance my next guest on the Jetcast. but uh where are you at in terms of recruiting just in a general sense yeah we're working hard at it we got some 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 really good prospects uh that we've been working on all year long uh, building those relationships staying in touch following games going to games going to region tournaments uh, you know, so all, all the guys on the staff have been working extremely hard at that. Uh, I like where we're at. I feel like we're in a good spot. You know, hopefully we can, uh, you know, sign sign some future Jets up here here pretty soon and, and get it going. But I like all the kids that, that we've been, you know, recruiting throughout the year. Final question for you, Coach. Uh, this junior class that will be seniors next year, uh, how important is it for them to really focus in this offseason to become the leaders that you'll need them to be? You know how difficult the MIAA is now, um, and I know that there are some guys that, that need to step up um, just because of the players you're subtracting, and for some it's going to be to try to take the next step to get over a nagging injury. Um, but what are, what are your thoughts on this on this junior class that will be your seniors next year? You know, I think the biggest thing is just for them the experience of just seeing what's ahead of us, you know. And the crazy thing about the MIAA, you, you look at these teams, you look at these rosters, you send your all-conference ballot in, and it's like sophomore, junior, sophomore, <laughs> you know. So these teams are going to be better next year because they're, they're experienced. So I think for our guys, it's understanding, you know, uh, they've seen it now. They see how far they, they have to go and, and, and how, how much harder they have to work. But I think from, from day one, what I'm what I'm expecting from from this group of juniors um, is just to make sure that they implement 
you know, w- how we want to go about our business every single day, you know, and, and, and really help those guys understand what's important. Um, and, and a lot of it is just the small detail things from day one. And, you know, these that's that's really what I want to see from those guys. And, and I want to see that group collectively come a little closer to relationship-wise and, 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 and take care of each other and, and build those bonds because I think that's important. I think you got to have that in this league where, you know, it's predominantly kids that have been together for three and four years. And we got to start developing that um, as quickly as possible. And, and that's going to start in in the in this postseason as far as building those relationships, staying together, um, communicating, just talking, and, and, and trying to build that cohesiveness that you need because it is such a league where there's so many ups and downs and, and the adversities and the, and the hills are so high to climb. Like if you're not together and you're not um, a cohesive group, like you you could easily, easily fall apart. Um, so that's the challenge. So that's what I'm really looking for these guys to be able to do and, and, and grow and get better at in this offseason. RJ Allen, the head men's basketball coach for the Newman Jets coach. Uh, like I told Coach Spence, you know, what I do and what uh, me and Bernie do, it's impossible without your cooperation and full buy-in from you and Coach DePriest and the rest of your staff. So I uh, really appreciate it and uh, enjoy the vacation from me. And uh, I'll be bugging you here uh, October and November, okay? <laughs> no, man. We we thank you for your support, your your appreciation, your your tire, tireless hours, man. You do you do a, a lot and you do a fantastic job, and we appreciate well, that. I, I thank it. Uh, thank you for that, and uh, and we'll, we'll see you here in a few months. Thanks thanks for the time. Really appreciate it. Coming up next, we'll wrap up the JetCast with the the one they call Mo Marine Rolletter in compliance. She's when we come back. You are a business owner. Every day you concern yourself with trying to grow revenue, increase margins, manage cash flow, live within compliance, maintain staff, understand health care, raise capital, satisfy customers. With all of this on your plate, you haven't even noticed your parking lot. Your parking lot says a lot about your business, and South Central Ceiling and Paving gives your parking lot a voice. Let South Central Ceiling and Paving take your parking lot off your plate. Start now at scceiling.com. South Central Ceiling and Paving. When remodeling your kitchen or purchasing a new home, choosing the right countertops can often be intimidating. Trust the quartz and granite experts at Keystone Solid Surfaces to work with you every step of the way, from design to installation. Keystone Solid Surfaces fabricates and installs the highest quality quartz and granite countertops. So remember, when you're ready for new countertops, the key is Keystone. Keystone Solid Surfaces. Call 316-778-1566. That's 778-1566. Or go online to keystonesolidsurfaces.com. Welcome back to the JetCast. As you know, we talk to a lot of coaches and players on the show, but every once in a while we do talk to an athletic department official, other administrators, and there's one main administrator that we haven't talked to this year. That's Maureen Rolletter. They call her Mo, the Associate Athletic Director of Compliance and the Senior uh, Women's Administrator here at Newman University for 14 years, just starting her first year in the Compliance Department for Newman University. Maureen Rolletter is my guest. Mo, it's great to have you back on the show. Thank you so much. Thanks, Blake. It's a pleasure. Uh, well, a new job for you this year, obviously, uh, from being the top at you know associate athletic director and and uh, administrative assistant. Now moving into compliance, uh, how do you like the new job and obviously the new office? 
Well, it's nice to be able to shut a door. That's my first uh, perk of the job. But um, I really enjoy working with the kids, again, more one-on-one with their issues, with their scholarships or their um, eligibility. So when I quit coaching, I kind of missed out on the one-on-one. So this, this has been a great change for me. What's been the biggest challenge of this new job for you? Um, There's so many reports. There's so many rules. The manual changes yearly, and it's just keeping up on all the rules. It's it's been a a big challenge to try to keep all that in my mind. How what do you like? I guess you kind of already answered what you like most about the new job. I, I guess my question, I'll change it to be: What do you like the most about getting to work with students on a one-to-one basis compared to you know when you're out in front and you kind of work with them? You know, on a, I know I know you still work with students on a one-to-one basis, but not maybe quite as personally as as you get to now. What do you like most about that? Um, just helping them with their personal issues. I, I see that I can help a little bit, maybe make their life a little easier. They come in with a lot of anxiety sometimes and want answers. And if I can calm them down and kind of fix some of the issues, then I feel better about about my day. Maureen Rolletter is my guest, Associate Athletic Director for Compliance for Newman University. I know that's something that Joe has talked about a lot in terms of moving forward with Newman University for you guys to be successful in the new league is to work on that student-athlete experience to make their time at Newman as good as possible. Uh, What are some of the the things that you guys have talked about in order to make that happen and and make every jet that comes through look back on Newman with, with fond memories? Um, We have worked hard just to try to make uh, the game day experience, promotions, uh, giveaways, just a little more exciting, starting mainly with basketball because we get the biggest crowds there. Of course. Um, But um, trying to make the travel a good experience. Um, You know, we have limited resources, but we do the best we can with with what we have and try to listen to all the coaches and the, the students' input on travel. What's it been like working with Joanna as the athletic director this year? I know you guys worked very closely before, but a little bit different hat for her. What's that been like as that relationship has changed, as both of your positions have changed and your roles have changed in this athletic department? Right. Um, the dynamics have changed, of course, but uh, we're a very tight team. Zane came in, and the three of us work really well together. We have different um, outlooks. Zane just being off of the coaching field and me being a while and Joe's kind of in the middle so uh, I think Joe has done a good job of putting us all together and and making decisions as a group. What's been the biggest difference between Joe and Vic as athletic directors? (laughs) (laughs) Put you on the spot there a little bit. um, There's a lot of similarity. She has a lot of passion and fire. She maybe just um, goes about it a little bit differently. (laughs) (laughs) Then Vic, uh, it's hard to imagine. Yeah, yeah. I think she comes off a little lighter than Vic did. Well, it's hard to believe someone could be less intense than Vic Trilly. Such a mild-mannered man. Uh, Talking with Maureen Rowletter, Associate AD of Compliance. I know that uh, everybody was hoping that basketball would get a team into Kansas City. Uh, So many close games this year. Um, I know that basketball's got to be at the forefront of your guys' mind in terms of moving forward in the MIAA. Uh, What did you think about the the teams this year and, uh, and where they are moving forward to next year as they try to learn how to compete compete in this new uh, new and best conference in the country. Yeah. The MIAA is tough. 
And we knew that going in. We didn't know exactly what to expect. But we had some good wins. Both women's and men's teams had some great wins against some good teams, some ranked teams. Uh, hopefully that gave them a little bit of confidence in going into next year. We need to recruit. We need to, you know, better our situation. But um, it's a growing process. It's not going to happen overnight, just like when I was coaching in the Heartland and we went – from NAIA to NCAA, that was rough. <laughs> it was a rough couple years, and we slowly got better. So we just have to be patient. Aviator Club, I know, has been a big focus of your departments. I know that's not really your specific goal, but, uh, you know, because Zane Ealing, that's his main priority. But at the same time, uh, I know that fundraising for everybody in the athletic department uh, for you three is always a constant battle and, and something that you try to get to top of mind of donors and boosters and former players. Uh, but how, how's that Aviator Club been going and how's it been received so far? I think the more we market it and get it out there and just talk to, to alums, they're really on board with it, and we just have to get it rolling. I think there's a lot of excitement for it. We've tried different booster club um, ideas before that never really took off, but um, Zane is really good at what he does, and he's he's got this off the ground and going well. I'm talking with Mo Rowletter, and if you didn't know, and I actually didn't know, I actually read your bio. Uh, for uh, Colin, I think, is the one who put that together. Maybe it was Dave or, or Tim, who knows. But I did not know that in order, in addition to being the former volleyball coach at Bishop Carroll High School, but you were also a Jet volleyball player. But I, what I didn't know was you also played softball for the Jets. Um, so I have to imagine that uh, you, you make it out to a couple of softball games to, to see how, how that's going. How excited are you to get the ladies uh, back on the softball diamond and see them a little bit more as the weather continues yeah. to improve? I can't wait to see uh, our new coach in action. Um, when I played here, it was a club sport, and we were pushing for it to be uh, a women's sport. It's come a long way, but it was actually my first love. That's what I played growing up more than volleyball. So, yeah, part of me wants to be out there and right next to Andrea, but um, I'm all for it. Final question for you. Uh, I know that uh, the future of NU Athletics is a very hopeful one. Uh, going to be a lot of changes coming up with a new president coming in for the university. Uh, you guys just getting set to start your second year after obviously a major change with the change in athletic director and uh, Jet Open is coming up. I know Coach Ealing's trying to make that bigger and better than it's ever been this year, um, but the uh, future of NU Athletics is really bright. You need a couple of people to come on board, obviously, and help support your guys' mission, but what are your thoughts on, on where NU Athletics goes into the future and into your second season as a member of the MIAA? Hard to imagine that this first year is, is almost over. It went really fast. We had so much to do in so little time um, but we'll be looked at this summer as a full member and see if the MIAA uh, sees if we are fit for, for their conference and that's our biggest goal this summer is to just prove to them that we should be here and I, I do think we do belong here. Mo Rowletter is my guest, the Associate Athletic Director for Compliance and uh, the longtime SWA for Newman Athletics. Maureen, thank you so much for the time. I appreciate it very much. You bet, Blake. Thank you. Next week on the show, we're going to talk a little tennis for Newman Jets Athletics. Haven't talked to Coach uh, Osberger for a while, so we're going to have her on and talk a little Newman Jets tennis, so stay tuned for that next week. So until then, Blake Cripps saying go Jets.